Bevan presents Tech Talk Tuesdays with Hanita Chalabi. Hello, everyone. Happy Tuesday. I hope everyone had a great long weekend and got to rejuvenate. Uh, my name is Hanita. Thank you all for joining us on our Tech Talk Tuesday session. Uh, we will be leading a 30-minute discussion where we will discuss ways to level up your professional career and converse with experts and get questions answered. Um, a little bit about myself. My name is Hanita and I am the head of sales at Bay One in the client services sector. And today we will be talking to our special guest, Gaurav Rastogi. He is an author and a reinvention coach and he will be coming today to talk to us about why career reinvention is a hot topic in today's uh, world. So Gaurav, whenever you're on. Hello, Hanita, can you hear me? Hi, Gaurav. Yes, we can. Thank you so much for joining today. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks for having me here. Let me, uh, before I start telling you about career reinvention, I have a question to ask the audience. So would you mind pushing the poll out? There's a poll uh, that you can see on your audience, uh, on your on your screen. So please take, uh, take your time to respond to this poll. Um, and Hanita, so career reinvention is a great topic for this time of the year in 2020 because, of course, everything is uh, is breaking down. Every every industry is under transformation. Mm -hmm. But my interest in career reinvention comes from my own career, where over mm -hmm. 20 years I've uh, I've worn many hats. Uh, so after my MBA at uh, India's number one program, which is a well-known institute of management in Western India, I started my career as an equities analyst, um, Bombay's equivalent of uh, Wall Street. And then I switched to another career where I hired CEOs for Pepsi. Mm -hmm. Then I moved to uh, the U.S. selling IT services. Then I led sales transformation uh, at, at my company, which grew from 300 million at the time I joined to seven and a half billion dollars in the 13 years I was there. And then, um, and then I've, uh, I've done some startup work. I've started and sold an AI startup. And mm -hmm. now I, uh, and I've also written a couple of books along the way. All through this time, I've had to reinvent my own self. And um, this was an anomaly amongst uh, my friends at the time where people were in long stable careers for the longest time. And, um, and now it seems that um, uh, the kind of career I've had is going to be the norm. And not many people know how to reinvent themselves. And so I took it upon myself to figure out how to make transitions easier to understand and give people the clarity and the passion and courage they need to transition and reinvent themselves in their careers. So awesome. thanks for having me here. Thank you. Yeah, I think everyone's going to have fun with this topic. We're just going to have a discussion and kind of talk about it. And uh, feel free to post your questions along the way, and we will get to them uh, towards the end. Thank you. I'm going to stop the poll. And um, we have something really interesting, which is uh, if you see the results on the screen, you're going to see that uh, something interesting come up, which is a lot of people uh, have very few people, few friends that they can call in for support. Mm -hmm. And what's happening in careers now is that careers are under massive transition. You're going to see over time. I'm going to push another poll out to people so that they're able to uh, keep pace and we have uh, some more interesting stuff coming up. <clears throat> All right, so the first rule of the career club 
is unlike the fight club where you don't talk about the fight club in the career club you must talk about your career mm -hmm. to your friends why should you talk about your career to your friends most people think that what's happening to their careers is a personal tragedy which is they're in a job they don't like they're in a company that's changing or something weird is happening to their industry and so everything that's happening to them is happening to them alone it's mm -hmm. a personal trauma that they're undergoing and there's no one they they can turn to mm -hmm. for a conversation but the fun part is it used to be that if your career is under transition then um, then you're on your own path but mm -hmm. now everyone's career is under transition and it pays to talk to your colleagues there is no shame in talking about your career and if you think your particular current career is over mm -hmm. go talk to your friends about it because chances are their career is soon to get over or was over they've transitioned over to a new thing and they have mm -hmm. something to tell you so yeah. it's really important to understand that career transition and career uh, <clears throat> reinvention is a common pursuit for all of us right now absolutely yeah so um you know i put a poll out there in front of you which is um uh, what's happening to your career how long do you think your career is going to last uh, while the poll is still open anika i'm going to ask you this question sure. uh, just for fun okay um, <laughs> play along you um, <laughs> is your career more like warren buffett's car or like an iphone success what phone are you using anika uh, iphone 10 iphone 10 yeah. uh, do you do you know i have an iphone success somewhere on my table right here it works just fine i just don't want to use this thing because it's old and dated and the experience is kludgy it's kind of slow uh, yeah. do you know what car warren buffett drives i would assume something very expensive <laughs> of course uh, of course very expensive surely a a sports car because of course i'm sure he's a sportsman yeah. well warren buffett is one of the most successful the most successful investor in the world and of course you would imagine that he drives a really expensive car mm -hmm. he drives a nice car mm -hmm. and um and do you think he just how frequently do you change your car hanita Uh, every three years. Every three years. Yeah. How often? How frequently do you think Warren Buffett can afford to change his car? Every minute. <laughs> every minute he changes a new car. But here's the thing: Warren Buffett uh, uh, doesn't think so. Mm -hmm. He used. He drives a really nice car. It's a Cadillac. You can see mm -hmm. the last one he had, and he drove this one that we've got the photo on the screen for for about eight years. Mm -hmm. He's not one to waste his time buying new cars and and you know wasting his money on. new stuff right but meanwhile <laughs> there's your iphone mm -hmm. and your iphone changes every year every two years and while mm -hmm. the old iphone still works you're not going to you're not going to use it right and that that's the real question about how you think about your career i'm going to stop the poll and see what the results are it's very clear that pretty much 94% of the people think that change is coming some people think that their careers already their jobs are already outdated uh, or within the next 2 to 5 years there's going to be change that's probably for as long as you're going to keep your iphone or your car hanita mm -hmm. so the image that people have about their careers that they're going to last forever or as long as warren buffett's car for sure that's not the case anymore everyone already knows that this is a problem mm -hmm. your career is is going to run into trouble and the the sooner you realize that the sooner you're going to get with the project of reinventing your career 
Agreed. But then the, the problem that people face is that uh, they don't know how their career is needs to be reinvented, one. And two, they get comfortable. So let's talk about what's happening in the industry. Let me ask you this question um, beforehand. What, what challenges are you facing in your industry? So what changes are you experiencing at this moment? Are you, are you experiencing that your industry is changing rapidly? For example, if you were in retail, uh, then surely you would agree that your industry is changing rapidly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe your company isn't changing as, as well. But it may be that you're in an industry that's changing and also your company is changing. And it may be that your industry and your company and your job are all changing rapidly. And that that's happening across the board. People who are bankers, I have friends who are bankers, and uh, their industry is changing dramatically. Mm-hmm. If you're an investment banker or a, you know a commercial banker, uh, that industry is it's changing before your eyes. Mortgage banking, mm-hmm. you know, I just refinanced and it's changing dramatically. Um, you look at retail, it's changing. Hotel, uh, restaurants, every industry is changing very dramatically. And the reason this is happening is because of technology. You see, technology is eating everything. Technology is eating your industry. It's eating your job. And it's eating you up as well. And the only way to beat this, this drive, relentless drive for transformation, is to transform yourself. You know, my favorite image here is the image of this Ouroboros, which is a snake. It's an ancient image. We didn't just make it up. This is an ancient image of a snake eating its own tail, possibly because it's hungry, but more likely because it needs to reinvent itself. And it's eating its own. It's it's chasing itself. The moment it stops reinventing itself, it's going to die. And so that drive for reinvention is happening across the board. And as you're seeing from the responses, I'm going to end the poll and you'll see the results. Mm-hmm. Everything is changing dramatically. The industry and the company and your job are changing dramatically. So it doesn't matter if you're in sales or you're in tech or you're in HR. Every function is being dramatically made up. Now, Hanita, let me ask you this question. You've been, you've been. By the way, you're doing a fantastic job with these webinars uh, every week. So, well done. Thank you so now, much. When you took up this job at Bay One, did you anticipate or dream about ever being a webinar host? No, I didn't. <laughs> no, it's actually something I never did, and kind of pushed me to do something different. Right. But yep. why are you doing this? Why this your your job is sales? Why is this something that you're doing? Uh, because I have to keep up with time, and right now we're seeing a lot of things being done virtually. So you want to stay relevant. You want to network where I'm not able to go out and meet with people. Um, so this is the best way to kind of showcase myself as well as Bay One and our capabilities to people in my network. Right, and you're you're learning to present yourself, build a better network, be more valuable to your network. Mm-hmm. You're doing all this because sales is changing dramatically. Absolutely. Um, but it's the same, and this is because of, of course, new, new technologies that have come in. It's the same or worse, even more accelerated if you're in technology. So if you're an engineer, you're working in a tech job in the Bay Area, this is the apex of civilization in 2020, right? You're mm-hmm. working in Silicon Valley, in tech, at companies that are changing the world. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. The change is coming at you faster than anywhere else because your mm-hmm. technologies are changing. You know, the sort of things that you're working on are changing because, of course, you're inflicting the change on other people. Mm-hmm. It comes more so on you. 
And now what happens is you now you need to remake yourself so much more faster. Absolutely. Yeah, it definitely has to you have to push yourself and kind of go outside of your comfort zone. And that comes to the next point, which is people need to realize that they don't they can't let their career flatline. Do you watch uh, TV dramas with the um, ER and operating room the- um, um, shows? Yes. I'm a so, fan of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. So so you know you know what happens when you see that chart on the screen. Absolutely. Once every episode someone flatlines and usually that is is that a good sign? No. <laughs> Never a good sign. Yeah. Never a good sign when a patient flatlines. It's the same thing with your career. Yes. The, the your career is your career is going to have ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't have ups and downs, you're flatlining. You're extremely comfortable. What we just saw a few minutes ago, your industry is changing, your company is changing, your job is changing. But hey, you're comfortable. You're doing fine. Mm-hmm. You're not doing fine. It's not if you think you're doing fine and you're not thinking about your career reinvention, your yeah. career is already flatlining and pretty soon, boom, you're going to be taken off life support and you you got nothing else to do. Absolutely, I agree. And, and that's the challenge that most people face. They want the drive to be comfortable. They want to be comfortable in their jobs. Mm-hmm. But things are changing so fast that being comfortable is the most risky place to be in right now. So don't let your career flatline. I'm going to talk about three things today because we have only so much time that you can do to change your outlook toward career reinvention and be on your journey to career reinvention. You ready? Yeah. Right, let me uh, let me ask you this question beforehand before we go in. Let me pull pull this question out there just so that um, Okay, I'm going to put a question out there around do you have friends outside your job function that are in the dream job that you want to get to? In your dream job this year might be something that's hot today and maybe for the next 2 years and uh, you might your dream job might be something that takes time to get to. But whatever your dream job do you have a friends network outside of your current job function that are in the job that you want to be that's a really important thing because of the following reason you're the average of your friends which is to say the gossip that you hear the hints and tips that you hear the directions or advice that you get is a function of who you talk to mm-hmm. if you talk to people in your current job your current industry your current role then what happens is you're only getting advice that you would give to other people mm-hmm. how good is that if you're trying to change from you know technology x to technology y and you know nothing about technology y you're not going to get good advice mm-hmm. because you're going to waste your time looking at the internet mm-hmm. and uh, either do you waste time on the internet all the time <laughs> never, never. <laughs> okay be like anita do not waste your time on the internet <laughs> But you see, what um, pe- people are—you um, need to have a network in the place you want to get to. Mm-hmm. So, how do you make new friends? Uh, personally, I think having to make new friends is really going outside of your comfort zone because people typically know the people they know, right? One way or another, they meet them. So, you have to to get to the next level of your career. In my opinion, you have to network. You have to get mentors. and you have to put yourself out there and ask for help and ask for these people to kind of assist you to get where you want to be and with that way you have to have people that are at a different level than you with a different perspective 
to be able to feed you the information you need to make yourself successful and get to their to that point. Yeah. So, uh, so what have you done in the last few months to to build your network? So personally, I've reached out to a lot of people on LinkedIn, just introducing myself when I add them and if there's any common connections. I have signed up for Women in Technology, for instance. It's a group of women that support one another with their network, with their knowledge, and really supporting one another. And there's plenty of groups like that for different types of industries, whether you're trying to get into data science, whether you're trying to be a software engineer, and you're trying to get there. It's a support group that helps you. And in return, you're able to make the network and get those new people, new perspectives in to help you get to where you want to be. Sure. Um, I'll give you an example. When I, um, I'd done a long career in IT services, and, mm -hmm. but I live in the Bay Area, and uh, I wanted to get out of that IT services industry and into the startup world. Mm -hmm. But my network was very inbred. It was just people who had done IT services all their life. So, so then I had to go out and make a fresh network. What I did was I asked a few friends who were in the startup world or somewhere mm -hmm. close to it. And I said, look, I'm trying to break out of my, my inbred network mm -hmm. into a new network. Would you mind introducing me to friends who, who I could talk with and just you know, get to learn about what they do and what their business is? Absolutely. And, and, and so that year, uh, I would have done 50 coffee conversations. I, you know, I went by to meet people. I picked their brains. I genuinely, I mean, I asked for help. I said, okay, tell me how this works, how that works. Who do you know that I could meet who could tell me more about, you know, the startup world? Mm -hmm. This wasn't just, I need a job. This is simply, I need to know how you guys think. Absolutely. And the thing with networking is once you get used to making new friends, it feeds itself. You get new friends who mm -hmm. introduce you to new people. Mm -hmm. So making direct friends is a, is, is a choice if it's available to you. Mm -hmm. What you did with your networks is another choice, which is sign into networks, go to meetups, come to events like Bevan's webinars, get to network with people outside of your comfort zone, outside of your particular context. Absolutely. Very important. Uh, the other thing you can do is you can stalk people. You can read their, uh, read their newsletter. You can subscribe mm -hmm. for newsletter. You can listen to their podcast interviews. Mm -hmm. And you can re read their books and posts and you can actually follow them on Twitter. Absolutely. Because what you're trying, for example, I, I don't know if I'll ever be friends with Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I can follow him on Twitter and I can see what's going on. Good news is he's extremely uh, articulate on Twitter, probably mm -hmm. more than he needs to be, which means, you know, he's he's writing his, his, his uh, thoughts at any given point of time. Yeah. And while I may not name my children, you know, with whatever thing that he, I don't even know how to pronounce his kids, <laughs> but I'm sure it's a good thing. But I may not do what he does, but at least I get an insight into what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And I get to see what the gossip he's looking at, you know, what's he facing. Yeah. And that allows me to re rewire my brain, rewire my mm -hmm. neuron. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Suva had come to your show, right? Mm -hmm. And he Absolutely. talked about how your network is your net worth. Absolutely. So you have to invest yourself into your network. Very important. Because once you do that, then, uh, then you're able to have better conversations. The next tip I have for people looking at career reinvention is really this, which is um, you need to sign up for failure gym. Now, uh, honey... What does that mean? Yeah, what does mm -hmm. that mean? Anita, you go to the gym, right? 
I do. You do. Now, mm -hmm. how do you build muscle? Uh, by being consistent, working out, and doing weights. Doing your weights. Now, why do you do your weights? To break down your muscle fiber so that it could become stronger and you build muscle. Yeah, the way you build muscle fiber is you break it down. Mm -hmm. and, and so it's really important that you learn to break down uh, your current habits of mm -hmm. thought, your current patterns of you know, your daily habits, your, the things you know, the technologies you know, the language, lingo you use, the frameworks that you use to guide your thought. You need to be able to break down your current patterns and form new patterns because that's what reinvention is about. Mm -hmm. But it wouldn't always work on the same time. If you went to the gym and the first day you tried to, I don't know, deadlift 400 pounds, it's not going to happen. No. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and, and the first time you do it, maybe your form isn't great. Mm -hmm. You're going to look awkward because you're carrying a really tiny weight, maybe just the rod. You're trying to deadlift. I tried. I, I, that's how I learned deadlift a, a few months ago because I do every other kind of exercise. I hadn't done deadlifting. Mm -hmm. So, but then initially you lift really puny weight. You look stupid in a gym. Yeah. The point is you can't become everyone who looks muscle bound at the gym probably started exactly like you did, which is picking mm -hmm. up the puny weight and looking silly in their form. Yeah. That's what I mean by signing up for failure gym in your career. If you're not taking risks, mm -hmm. if you're not doing new things, you, you started the webinar series a few, a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. Were you were you comfortable coming in? Did you know that you were going to work out just fine? No, it was something very outside of my comfort zone, but it's also something that I wanted to do when I thought about it. And uh, thankfully, Bay One gave me that platform and is allowing me to kind of experiment, even though I'm not an expert at it. Yeah, let's talk about that. How is your company helping you take calculated risks and build new muscle? Um, I think I would say that they're they're always innovating. They're thinking outside of the box, not only to level up the organization, but also having um, us in mind, the employees in mind, really all of us leveling up together. And with that, I think it helps out the entire organization. We become a force that's stronger and it's allowing you to grow in your career personally and get outside of your comfort zone, which is super important. Especially, I think, at this point in my career where I've been, um, you know, I see changes every six months in my career and, and my decision making and my perspective on things. It's constantly growing because of the people that I'm surrounding myself with that are a lot higher than me. So I get to learn from them and I get to want to be like them when they're in those positions that I want. So it's an easy access for me to get my knowledge. And I also build out a plan that, hey, this is what I want in my career. How is my employer going to help me get there? And will they help me get there? So I have a conversation, for instance, with my manager to let them know this is something I'm interested in and I want to get into, which I see a lot of people kind of are hesitant to talk to their managers and let them know that they want to get into this area. They want to learn it so that they could add on to their career belt and say that, hey, I have this also that I could offer this organization or the next one. Great. Uh, you should ask your your audience if um, you know if they have questions for us. Uh, so if you have questions, please put them in the chat box. But I think that you know this is a good test of a company. Companies are going through a lot right now. Your employers, everyone's employers, are trying to survive, mm -hmm. and and so they have a lot on their plate. 
they may have a learning offering that says, hey, I have a menu of things that you could look at, mm -hmm. but it's your responsibility to take charge of your career. Mm -hmm. And and when we talked about the career club, it's your responsibility to ask your employer, your team, to to support you with your choice of taking career risks, mm -hmm. trying new things, going in new directions. Mm -hmm. You have to take charge and ask for it. But you also have to to think about the question. The way you'd frame it is not, hey, it's about me, me, me. You know, mm -hmm. I want to learn this thing. You need to give me this opportunity. It's, hey, what can I do? that supports the team's mission mm -hmm. and allows me to grow in my career. Absolutely. What are the things that the company wants to do where I can help, which forces me to grow? Mm -hmm. And so you have to take charge of your, you know, this gym membership and go out and actually flex those muscles. This is really important. I absolutely agree. Um, a question for you, how would you say, like from your experience, do you think you should approach your manager, for instance, um, and ask about how to get into certain areas because I see a lot of people leaving companies that are supportive, that are good to them, that are providing a learning platform for them because they don't really know how to have a conversation or bring it up that they want to get into a different area and really get that support from their employer as well where they're helping them and assisting them in that because it's, it is very important to have your employer support when you're trying to get into that. And as you mentioned, it has to be a benefit from both sides. Yeah. How to raise the question is one, you have to gather the courage yourself to have that question. Two, you should research. You should find, you should pay attention to what the company is doing, what the company wants to do. Mm -hmm. And look, when every, because of the amount of change that's going on, there's always new things that the company wants to do. Mm -hmm. And as long as you keep your eyes and ears open, you will get a sense of what the new projects are or new directions are and ask to participate. You might have to volunteer. Mm -hmm. Right, you might have to do it after hours. You might have to do like you're probably doing with your webinar. This isn't part of your day job, mm -hmm. but you volunteer to do it, and that's really important because then the company trusts you to do it. Mm -hmm. But many times your employer will not have the opportunities that you seek to grow. It doesn't mean you quit your job. Mm -hmm. What it means is you're going to have to find alternate means. For example, I I run two educational you know nonprofits. Mm -hmm. And I do that because I'm community building. I'm, I, you know, I'm learning how people can learn at scale in their careers and jobs. That gives me, you know, skills I can deploy back at my profession. You can't do that at your work. Go find opportunities to volunteer elsewhere, and do it. And, and, and oh, go ahead. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. And and so with your manager, you're going to have to frame it the right way. It shouldn't be about yourself. Mm -hmm. it should be, hey, I know this is what the team's trying to do. I would like to grow. Would you support me in taking this risk? I once had a, a client uh, where I worked at where um, we, you know, we coached and mentored people. And some people became so good. This one guy became so good that he got a job outside. So I, got, I had a talking to from the founders of the company saying, like, if you coach the people so much that they leave, then we don't want that. And the question is, would you rather have your people uncoached and you know, not leveling up? Absolutely. And if, if you're stuck in that sort of company, then you, you're already, your career is flattened and you should consider moving out. Agreed. You were saying something. Um, I think that's the point I was kind of going to get to. What happens if your employer is, you're seeing they're not supportive. You know, there's also two sides. Organizations have different needs. They're on a different mission. Sometimes you're there just to help them for that thing, for that moment, for a project or whatever it is. But 
their mission and your mission are kind of different. So once you hit that area, what do you do when you're, when you feel kind of stuck? Do you keep poking at your manager and trying to get to new opportunities or are like you mentioned, do you go do nonprofits or do you leave? Yeah. And many times you may have to go outside your function. Your manager may not have access to the opportunities you need, mm-hmm. but your company might, you look at your internal job board, you go network, you can, you're at the break, go have coffee with people outside your function, ask them what they're doing. Mm-hmm. What's interesting about what they're doing. And they may have things that they need to get done that they don't have someone for volunteer for that or opt to move into that function, take career risks. A couple of weeks ago, you had a guest Sharon who'd come in. Mm-hmm. She moved from a tech job to program management yes, uh, because that's what she wanted to do. You mm-hmm. ha- and, and some risks don't work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you see from your poll from last week, which I have on the screen, 0% people regret making a leap. Mm-hmm. You always regret before you make the leap because you're not sure how it will work out. You're not sure how to go, but you have to make it because you, uh, as the saying goes, some people are born great, some people become great, and some people have greatness thrust upon them. So many times, you know, your career reinvention is going to be thrust upon you if you don't mm-hmm. pay attention. Absolutely. And that brings us to the third tip, the final tip, which is keep a safety net, but don't cling to it. Mm-hmm. You see the trapeze artists, right? You, when you look at a trapeze artist, they're, uh, let's just put it right here, they're, they're going to leap from one bar to another bar to another bar. But if they hold on to the safety net, they're not going to jump. You got to mm-hmm. have a safety net. You, you need a cash cushion maybe or a, or a fallback option in, in your job. Uh, you interview with a job that you like, but it's your plan B. You tell them that, look, I'm trying something new. If it doesn't work, would you mind if I came back in 12 months? Mm-hmm. And if you interviewed and they liked you, they're going to take you back. Keep a safety net, but don't cling to it. Because again, you have to take risks in your career, especially now in times of great reinvention across. Absolutely. I think it's really important to go outside of your comfort zone and ask for help and ask to get these people in your network to assist you getting where you want to be, whether that's a mentor, whether it's a friend, as you mentioned, your friend circle has a lot to do with it. Hang out with people that are higher than you, that are more knowledgeable than you. You should never be the smartest person in the room. You should learn from the people around you. And that's the only way you're going to grow. Find a new room. Yeah, yeah, totally. So just to recap uh, our findings, one is you have to talk about your career. You can't just keep it. It's not a personal tragedy. You have to have a conversation about your career. Two, mm-hmm. careers are more like your technology. The more technology that is infused into your industry, your company, and your job, the more obsolete you're going to be sooner. And that's happening to everyone, which means think that you're an iPhone success. Don't think that you're Warren Buffett's car. You're going to have to reinvent yourself. What that means is don't be comfortable. Make new friends. Continue expanding your friend network and getting new exposed to new ideas. Sign up for failure. Make sure you're friends with failure. And finally, uh, be ready uh, to, to leap. Have a safety net, but don't cling to it. And that's what it takes to, to succeed in careers today. Thank you so much, Gaurav. I think this was such helpful information for myself, and I'm sure other people are also facing some of the same challenges on how to get to the next level for themselves and really making that career reinvention. Um, with that said, I want to open it up to the audience and see if there's any questions that you guys would like to ask for Gaurav um, so that we could go ahead and get them answered for you.
So I need to, while we're, um, we're waiting for questions, let me ask you a question. Um, do you see your, your particular job in your industry transforming? How do you see it and how are you responding to it? I think it's changing rapidly, especially with all the new technology and stuff that's coming out. Um, one on a perspective of the tools that are coming out for salespeople, such as outreach, such as you know Discover Org and stuff like that, that are constantly growing. That's one side of it. So you have to be in tune with these things to be able to keep up with the market and grow. And then on the other side, industry is changing. Every industry is changing across the board, whether it's e-commerce, whether it's fintech, whether it's healthcare or e-learning. Everything is kind of changing and you have to get, you have to ride the wave with them, um, not be on the outside drowning. Uh, and the only way to do that is really to be connected to like-minded people. And by like-minded people, I mean in the same in the same realm as you, but they're at different levels so that you are able to approach them and ask for the mentorship or the help that you need to succeed. Right. Um, one of the questions I'm seeing on your chat is how important are mentors? Mm -hmm. And the thing is, uh, mentors uh, are extremely critical. Um, not because, uh, not only because they'll tell you what to do, but because they'll hold you accountable for taking risks. Mm -hmm. They'll hold your feet to the fire. A good mentor uh, is like, uh, you know, if you worked in the backyard, they'll help prune you. Uh, so there are some trees that if you don't prune them at the right time, mm -hmm. they'll grow into bushes because they'll grow wide. But yeah. if you prune them, then the trunk becomes, you know, thick and they become really nice and large trees. A lot of mentors, a good mentor's job is to prune your branches. Mm -hmm. You you may be capable of doing 20 things, but your mentor will cut everything that's not relevant, allowing you to grow into a tall sort of branching tree. So yeah. mentors are important. But how do you recruit mentors? You have to you have to be available to them. You have to ask. I, there's this guy, a good friend of mine. He ran a billion dollars um, data science company. He runs mm -hmm. it even now. But every time I meet him, he carries a notepad just like this and mm -hmm. a pen. And he will write to all manner of other billionaires and other people and go in with a clean mind and take notes. He will go ask questions. He will ask uh, for advice. And he will pay attention and take notes. And so if you pay attention and you follow through on what your mentor is telling you, your mentor will actually introduce you to others as well. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. And then, Gaurav, I think we have a few more questions. I want to hand over the floor to you um, so that we could go ahead and get them answered since we have to wrap up pretty soon. Sure. Um, how do you how do you become vulnerable when making changes? Right? That's uh, one of the questions. Um, how do you minimize vulnerability? You, you have to be very vulnerable while making changes. You, you want to make sure you have a fallback, uh, which is plan B. But when you're having a conversation with your network, you have to be frank. You can't just have put on a brave face and so, no, 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 everything is fine. Everything is not fine and you should be willing to say it. It's very important. Um, now, do you need to relearn and uh, reinvent and uh, sort of erase everything you know? No, mm -hmm. the whole point of that snake eating its own tail is that you're going to have to reinvent yourself by unlearning, just erasing your, you know all your old habits and learning new ones. The reason you're in a career rut is that you've made those grooves in your career and your wheels are now stuck inside those grooves. So you have to be able to unlearn. How do you unlearn? Uh, by trying new things, by taking risks and giving yourself the opportunity to, to feel stupid and silly every once in a while. Absolutely. Very important. I agree. I think we have uh, a question from Amita. 
Um, the question is, how do you deal with a situation where you have some great ideas for your personal and organizational growth, but the company structure doesn't support it, given the fact that you have had those conversations on the table? Sure. Um, so as long as if they're your great ideas, but they don't fit into what the company wants to do, then they're just the wrong ideas in the wrong place. You mm -hmm. have to ask, okay, what does the company want to do? So you have to ask, what is the company trying to do? How can I help? In, how can I grow while helping? Uh, if it's all about you, then the company has no obligation to help you. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I think we have one more question um, from Ravi saying, how do you minimize a vulnerability when making changes? I think we did that. I'm going to answer Tanuja's question, which is someone with 22 years of experience oh. who've tried many things. What else can they mm -hmm. try? There's no shortage of things you can try. Have, um, I worked for you know more than 20 years, and there are things I haven't learned even now. Mm -hmm. uh, the question is, how are you exposing yourself to those opportunities? Volunteering is a really important thing. Yes. But, uh, you know, making new friends and joining new groups is an important thing mm -hmm. uh, because you learn so much in doing it. Um, uh, and again, you may want to make a you know distinct career switch. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it uh, if you're just switching from something. Uh, to complete something where you are completely zero, I wouldn't recommend it because at you know with 22 years of experience, you probably have a family to feed and so on. So you don't want to take too many crazy risks. But mm -hmm. you can take calculated risks all the time. That's Thanks. the important part. Okay, I believe we answered the questions. If anyone else has anything else, uh, please go ahead and share it right now. If not, it looks like this session is coming to an end. Um, thank you so much, Gara, for all the information and insight you provided us. It was a great session. Definitely learned a lot and definitely pushing myself outside my comfort zone. <laughs> all right. Anita, you're doing a great job. Thank you very much. Thank everyone. you. Thank you. And everyone, um, please go ahead and follow us on social media. And next Thursday, we will be having a lady named Lisa with us. Um, so look out for the notifications on LinkedIn and register with us so we could see you again. Share with us so we could see you again. Thank you guys so much and hope you guys all have a great day. Stay hydrated. Thank you for listening. To view our webinars and snippets, visit our YouTube channel, Bay One, The Future Works Here. You can also visit our website, www.bayone.com or follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Thank you once again.